Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We're your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right. This is episode 141. 141. You nailed it, Chris. We are reviewing Legends of Tomorrow. Legends of Tomorrow. The new C. W series. Yeah, I think it was called DC's Legends of Tomorrow. That's, that's what the, that's is what that the actual title is. That's what the uh, actual official no. logo and title I is. I looked it up on, uh, it says that on the title. I think it's just to make sure that people aren't confused as to what this is. Like, Probably. so it's got to say DC on it. Somewhere. Oh, it doesn't say, we don't call it DC's Arrow. Well, that's true, but this is before we had a huge DC universe. I don't know. Or DC's Supergirl. I guess, but like. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe you're right. It's just DC's so, it's just the so, Flash. Because if you say Legends of Tomorrow, no one really associates that with like yeah, DC really comic book. Property, yeah, it's really you know? not like a thing other than this show, which is cool. Yeah, yeah, for it's sure. Cool, but for we're sure. gonna review that a little bit later. Right. But first, Chris, what have you been up to this week? Um, man. Okay, so uh, this past uh, this past weekend, I dove into a lot of the games that I hadn't played since Christmas. Did any of them break as as your your body crashed through them Scrooge McDuck style? No. No? But I played uh, a lot of Uncharted, the first Uncharted. Nice. I, I, I got, I, uh, I put in the Uncharted collection, booted up the first Uncharted. It's a really fun game. Really fun series. Are you surprised? N- no, I'm not surprised because it's, you know, going on their fourth entry. It's this huge juggernaut. I'm not yeah. surprised, um, but uh, I'm, I guess I'm I, it's better. Okay, for a the the first installment in the series, you know, I think it's better than I thought it would be. When did the game come out? When did it come out? Uh, uh, let me look. Originally, I mean, for for an older game, is what what you're kind of saying that you're surprised that it holds up so well. Yes. Nice. Well, yeah. Give me give me a second. I'll look. So it up. this weekend, I, I guess it was directly after the podcast, like the day after the podcast, we recorded the podcast last week. Which, by the way, we recorded an epically long podcast last week, Chris. Um, with a special guest re- recovering the uh, Star Wars The Force Awakens. We covered it, and then we went through and basically revisited it 30 days later, and that whole thing. It was really fun. Uh, everybody who didn't check it out should check it out. Um, if you haven't seen Star Wars The Force Awakens, I am sorry. You should go see that immediately and fix that situation. Um, but anyway, so directly after that podcast, like the next day, I was like, I woke up and I was like, man, my my throat hurts. And then the next day I was like, man, I feel terrible. And so uh, I guess since from about late Friday night all the way through like yesterday, even I was still still kind of fighting the cold. I, w- I was I had a cold. Yeah. The uh, the the black plague took over the house. Mm hmm. And uh, and wouldn't let me leave. And th- so I played a lot of games over the weekend, Chris. A lot of games. So Uncharted Drake's Fortune came out in 2017, which is almost nine years ago. 2017. Sorry, not, yeah, not, not, that is not, not out yet. Whoops. 2007. There you go. Uh, so it was it was almost almost ten years ago. So like for just for I guess for a ten year old game, yeah. I it's, it just surprised me kind of. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm uh, playing through those. Uh, awesome. so, so you were sick and you played a lot of games. I started Batman finally. Nice. Batman Arkham, was it Arkham Knight? Arkham right? Knight. What do you think? So I really like it. I uh, that, that was my first thing. Was like it, it was it was odd to jump back in because there's like stark similarities to Arkham City, but then there's a lot of different stuff mm-hmm. to Arkham City. Like Arkham City starts off and within about a, a 10 minute kind of intro situation, then you're opened up to the world and you can do anything. Mm-hmm. Like you could go do some Riddler trophies, you could yeah. do this, you could yeah. do that. But this game 
it took a couple hours before I was really like into the game where it was like everything was open to me multiple uh, storylines were popping up and i was chasing down villains throughout the city that sort of thing so i liked that i I liked it too like i liked this it it, it kind of eases you in but it confused me because in the other games you're kind of doing this stuff as you go well uh maybe in um city and origins but in arkham see i came i didn't play city so i went straight from arkham asylum and then played this yeah. And so, like, easing me in like that from, like, this very narrative, story-driven, right. singular storyline in Arkham Asylum into this big, huge open world, like, that For was sure. a big jump. Oh, it was a huge jump. And it's like, and I remember being a little overwhelmed, to be honest, whenever I made the jump between Arkham Asylum and Arkham City, where, like, it just immediately, 10 minutes in, 15 minutes in, you're opened up into this world, and it's like, go do whatever the heck you want as yeah. Batman. Yeah. And I remember being like, well, what do I do? And I just remember for the next like 20, 30 minutes, just soaring around Gotham, yeah. you know, getting a feel for being Batman. Yeah. Um, but this one, I, I, I really appreciate a lot of the things that are in there, um, like storyline wise. And, uh, and then, then as you kind of progress and things actually start opening up, it's, uh, it, it becomes more and more fun. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's the, the upgrade system is really nice. The RPG kind of aspects of it. Mm-hmm. It's like, you can choose where you're going. Mm-hmm. I do appreciate the advice that you gave me a mm. long time ago. Uh, before I started playing this, like months and months ago, mm. you told me to upgrade my armor first. Yes. Like my ba- personal Batman, like yep. both the ballistic side and the other side, like yep. to upgrade those first, get those out of the way. And then, you know, that way you're not dying every five seconds. I right. do appreciate that. That well, was uh, that was great advice. I'll give you another piece of advice okay. if, I, if I didn't give it to you then. After okay. you get done with your armor, make sure you upgrade your Batmobile. Ah. See, I haven't done that yet. Because otherwise, whenever you hit Batmobile-centric parts of the story, you are going to be wishing you had upgraded it. Ooh. Okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll move on to that now. Is there a specific aspect of the... Uh, is it the armor, or is it more just like... Just in general, you want your, your Batmobile to be really powerful? Yeah, just in general. Like, I mean, think about the things that you use it for. Um, I can't... I'm trying to remember. You know, like, I think, you know, for instance, there's some throwaway things where uh, you can upgrade... Like, I think four times the ability to launch Batman in the air and get him, like, really high in the air out of it. You don't need that. Like, that's not integral to operating the Batmobile. You know what I mean? It's just really cool to have an ejection seat that like, launch you four stories high. Yes. You know? Eventually, you'll get there, you know. But, like, right, you know, when, during the story, you're never going to be like, oh, man. I wish I could launch Batman higher. <laughs> Man, this cutscene would be so much easier, or this this section would be so much easier if I could just launch Batman higher. <laughs> right. Yeah, okay, you know, that so, makes sense. You know, makes armor, sense. weapons, that kind of thing. Yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. So I really like, uh, I don't know, how, do, should we spoil anything on that No, we game? should not. Oh, wait. Well, what are you calling a there spoiler? There was one, like, story playing, I, can't, I texted you about it, but there was oh. one story playing, like, storytelling yeah, mechanic that I, mean, I love. Uh, uh, I, don't, that I say we don't talk about it it was I mean, very surprising whenever it actually happened yeah. and uh and so i i don't i don't really want to spoil that for people right um but yeah it was there's, there's something very surprising in this story that john yes found interesting and you will like if you've played the other games and honestly if you haven't you'll be super surprised whenever it happens and then as it goes you'll just be like this is hilariously awesome yeah yeah leaving it there chris all right leaving it there the people who know know and the people who don't know don't know. I'm kind of confused right now, John, even now. Me too. Okay. All right. So uh, I also <laughs> got back into Hearthstone. And nice. Yeah. Uh, I took a big, long it break. sucked you back in? So this is the thing. 
It's a um, black hole, Chris. You can't escape the event horizon you can't. of Hearthstone. Um, they have a couple of a new expansion came out, and I didn't even know. So this is the thing. Uh, around the time we went to California, my phone filled up, the memory filled up. So I kept having to, and we were in California. Well, oh, this, no. is what, this is what happened. I backed up my phone <laughs> on, on the computer, okay, on my iMac, and we were on the plane, and I started like going through and just deleting a ton of photos. And then Didi was like, are you sure those are on your computer? Oh, dude. And I'm like, oh, well, it was until you said that. Oh. But now I'm not deleting anything. Oh, that sucks. So, uh, because once you p- plant the seeds of doubt, yep. John, yep, they're it's, in there. It's like whenever you're like four miles down the road and you go, "Did I lock the house?" Exactly. Did I, did I lock the? Did I lock? Did, did I leave I the garage door open? Yeah. Oh is, man, is the I oven the, on? Oh. Oh. And you gotta turn oh. around. Uh, yeah, it's exactly like that, you know, because like no matter what you do, you're like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, and just for peace of mind, you have to do it. I mean, right. unless you like have a plane where it's like you're going to miss the plane. Yeah. Then it's like yeah. you have to check. But, yeah. um, well, I think you uh, one time you for you, you, uh, you couldn't remember if you locked your house yep. and you were gone like that. We, we were in California by the time yeah, I like, thought about and it. And you're like, hey, can you go by the house and see if the door's locked? Yep. <laughs> yep. And I got here and it was. Yeah, and so, of course. Uh, but. Um, it yeah. usually is like, think about this. How many times have you gone back and it's not been locked? How many times have you gone Rarely. back and it's not been like the oven's been on and your house is about to burn down? How yeah. many times have you gone back and like the garage doors open or whatever? No, rarely. But the thing is, I'm sure it's happened at least once. And so like, there's the, exactly. it's like, well, if it's happened once, it could happen anytime. Exactly. Because, because we're, I'm a fallible person, Chris. I'm exactly. not perfect. No, neither am I. I'm far from perfect. I mean, crazy stuff happens, man. So once that happened, then I was like, well, I Left can't Left the delete. headlights on in Catherine's car the other day, and the battery goes dead. Is, in, it, is it still dead? No, it was just dead, oh, okay. and the, like, it was freezing cold outside, and I was, I'm sick, obviously. Yeah. And, uh, and actually, so, Catherine jumped the car, and I <laughs> you told basically, her how to do it? I was basically just sneezing. No, she knows how to do it. She oh, was okay. doing it. I, she disappeared for like 30 minutes, and I was like, where is Catherine at? So I text her, and then all of a sudden, I like I go outside. I'm like, maybe she's outside. And I go outside, and she's like finishing up jumping the car. And I'm like, That's wow, hilarious. that is awesome. So I, I can't take credit for any of the jumping of the car. So... Just well, I won't give you there. any. Don't give me credit for that crap, Chris. But once I figured out that I wasn't going to delete any of these pictures on my phone, all like 22 gigs of them, yeah. I had to make space somehow, so I just started deleting apps. And Hearthstone? Hearthstone was one of the first ones, because it's it's almost a whole gig right oh, there. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it's, it's like eight eight something, 800 and it's something. It's all those cards, megabytes. man. Yeah. And, and all those so, card backs you need to get. So not only, like, well, had I not been playing it for a couple of months... Um, which I'm kind of bummed out because I missed out on a couple cool, sweet card backs I could have gotten. But I completely deleted it from my phone until um, earlier this month whenever I uh, it ended up backing up my photos, deleting them. I'm, I'm gradually going through them, making sure they're on my computer so, as I go. Crazy question, Chris. Yeah. Do you back up your phone to your computer yeah. or do you back it up to iCloud? I back up my phone to iCloud like every single okay. – like every, whenever it's plugged in. And okay, but that's not the photos. Wi-Fi. Uh, it backs up the photos, but like, but but that's once you delete them off your phone, they're not there anymore. Okay, like, deletes they, from both places. Well, delete well, it deletes them off your phone, but then they, uh, um, they like the next time you create a backup, it won't back them up. That's gotcha. really just for restoring your phone. That's not for storage for your photos. Gotcha. I don't. Uh, there's i there's iCloud photos. Like I just haven't di- um, gotten into how that works yet. Like Apple things, as as friendly and compatible as they are with each other, they are confusing to figure out how to learn sometimes. Yep, and so. I like, what put, am I signing up for? I put them off, you know, until it's like I really need it. So what? But yeah. what I'm doing right now is I'm backing. I'm backing up everything um, onto my computer. Then I'm going to organize them into fol- fol- folders. 
Um, this is a project to have this year, John. Okay, so I have, is I have, this a resolution? No, well, this is one of my resolutions or one of my goals. Like, I have photos dating on my computer dating back till who knows when. None of them are organized. They're just all dumped into folders named random things in random places. So one of my goals is to organize them by year and perhaps events within years and, uh, and do it that way. So here's something recent that happened. I used to use iPhoto, right, mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. all my photos and would just import in there. And it yeah. separates them out by, by date and by right, year right, and all right. this stuff by event and, and all, all this stuff. You can actually do the facial recognition thing connected to your Facebook and it'll yeah. identify who's in the picture or whatever. And then my iPhoto got too full and doesn't work anymore, Chris. Wait, iPhotos can get too full? I don't know. Like, it won't, it won't, like, okay. as soon as I launch it. Yeah. It immediately, like, and plug in my phone, uh-huh. it immediately, like, crashes. Well, this is the thing. So I'm on the new OS, the newest OS, ah. which you should update to at some okay. point. But yeah. um, so they replaced iPhoto with Photos, the Photos app. They replaced iPhoto and Aperture. Okay. And with a Photos app. It's not as powerful as Aperture, but it's more powerful than iPhoto. That's cool. And so I had another friend who did ha- store all th- his photos on iPhoto, and he, once he got too many in there, it just gummed it up because it was trying to reference too many files That's all at once. That's exactly what it was. And it... The old iPhoto, I don't think, created thumbnails, like lower-res thumbnails. No, the new photos, like photos. if you scroll through it, like they'll kind of turn like super, super blurry for a second, and then they'll kind of gotcha. load in whenever you stop. And so like it's a lot, lot it's, it's even smoother than my iPhoto was whenever, before I updated. Interesting. Um, the one thing I don't, this is getting super in the weeds, but the one thing I don't <laughs> like about photos. That it, is okay, Chris. The, the photos app or the way iPhoto works is that whenever you import them, and then it, it number one, it saves them like super far down in this folder structure inside the app. Like you can't like select a destination for it to save them. Okay. But then it also or, keep, keeps them like the original raw files are in folders, not according to any kind of system other than the date that you Im- imported. It. Oh, so they're on import. They're on import. So if you huh. import five thousand photos. It's all 5,000 are in that one folder. They never move. And as they were, because they, they were, whenever you copy them over, they're basically recreated again as you import into this new program. All right. Probably. Well, yeah. yeah so. And so they, you can't organize them by, like, you can't just do the, the finder window thing where it says, oh, organize the, these by the date they were created. Right, right. Because they were all created on the same date. I mean, it, you can do that within the app and create folders and all that kind of stuff within the app, but then it's oh, like, well, if you go to the raw files and all that kind of stuff, it's just, oh, that's it's, so frustrating. It's just super confusing. And so, and there's no way you can drill down easily. It's not like you can write click and say show and finder like you can in Apple iTunes. Right. That's what I want. Right. I don't care where they're at, honestly, and how they organize them. If I can just right click and say find in iTunes. Okay, but you can't do that. Find in iTunes. Find this picture in iTunes. So what yeah. I think I'm going to do is <laughs> I'm going to organize them all in, in, in iPhoto, then export them, um, the ones off my phone, and then exp- you can export um, using original media nice. to f- to f- folders on my computer yep. that I can then like keep track of and all kind of stuff. It's just going to be a long process. That's why it's a year goal, John. Yep. So, uh, by the end of the year, I want to have my life in photos organized. So it's just, you're going to be able to open it up and be like, this is where Chris has taken photos for the last however long. Do you ever do the, like, the geodata thing where it like, tells you, like it, it takes from your GPS your location that you took the photo in? Like, do you ever do that? I think I've disabled that because I didn't like too. because I didn't like the idea of um, although I, no it's still embedded because sometimes I'll pull it up and it'll, it'll no it knows where it's at it knows where it's okay, at okay at one point I had disabled it I think that was back with my droid like years and years and years ago yeah yeah but yeah because I because uh, you didn't want Google knowing where you were well I, well I think you know at one point there was like a big report <laughs> like even on Instagram people were or no it's Facebook people were pulling photos off of Facebook and finding the location of where that photo was taken. 
on Facebook. So it's like, well, they could fight, figure out where your house is at, you know, or something ridiculous. I don't know. Chris, people can know. pretty much find out where, I know. Our, where everybody everyone, knows everything where now. everyone else's houses are. Unless you just have, unless you're Cody Moffat and you have no fingerprint at all. Did he burn his off? No, I mean, I'm just saying oh. digital fingerprint. I apologize. <laughs> oh, okay, digital yeah. fingerprint. Uh, digital, I think it's called a di- digital footprint. There it is. Digital footprint. I don't know if that's what it's called. That might not. That up. Who knows, Chris? Who knows what it's called? Um, so, yeah. back on track. I also played, I, uh, I finished the the very first, the Twilight of the Republic playset on uh, Disney Infinity. How dude. was that? Man, I'm super impressed by Disney Infinity. Um, I'm not sure why I'm super impressed by it, because you told me it was awesome on Disney Infinity 1.0, uh-huh. and it took me until 3.0 to actually do it's it okay in the that Star you Wars over 2.0. Um, the Star Wars, like, the campaign felt really good, and yeah. as you kind of collect these tokens and are able to use my other characters, because I've got, I've, I've got, uh a bunch of different characters from the other play sets. And as you find these tokens, you can play as them in the game. Yeah. And I'm constantly like f- figuring out puzzles and going, Oh, I need it. I need Leia for this. And so you put Leia on it and then yeah. you do the Leia puzzle. So I don't know. It's like, it was just a really cool experience from yeah. that side of things, but also just the, the build up to that last boss battle in, mm-hmm. uh, in mm-hmm. that, that campaign was pretty awesome. That's it was cool. good. It was, really all, good. Was, was it an original story? Uh, yes. So and this takes place during the Clone Wars? So I don't know if it was actually supposed... I don't know if any of this is actual... It's not canon, obviously, but it's... I think it, they are. Are you Are you sure? The games are supposed to be canon, I think. I don't know, man. It, I don't know, but... Are there things that happen that wouldn't be canon? There are things that potentially happen, or at least the way they're presented, they wouldn't have happened that particular way. Um, there's one character in particular who he... As whenever he's in it, um, which actually we're going to be talking about this character a little bit later. Okay. Um... Whenever he's in it, he's presented in we're a certain in, way, and he should. Okay, so Darth Maul shows up, yeah. right? And so whenever Darth Maul is in the the campaign, yeah. they uh, he would technically at this time period have robotic legs, and he does not have robotic legs in the game. Huh. So I don't know. I, I mean, that's that's why I say I'm not sure if it's exactly specifically canon, but uh, but yeah. Interesting. Yes, very interesting. Cool. Well, um, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of. Uh, Disney Infinity, I have some news about that, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah? In the news! All right, John. I've the news. Pr- I've printed out a lot of news again. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's weird, Chris. This is the, only the third episode that you've printed out actual, like, physical copy of the news. Oh, get ready for this. This is going to be an ongoing thing. I like it. All right. Um, so, uh, I wanted to hit up some, some movie news and then move to some game news. The first one... <laughs> Might not be as much of a surprise to us. Paramount has taken the ter- Terminator sequel off of its release schedule. Oh. <laughs> uh, ter- Terminator 2 or whatever it was going to be called. <laughs> I don't know. Didn't we already have a T2, Chris? We did have a T2. Uh, it was going to be... A sh- its release date was May 19th, 2017. Um, they have replaced it now with Baywatch. Oh. Because... Supposedly, because the other Terminator did so poorly, and The Rock pulls in a lot of money these days, so Dwayne yeah, Johnson. Yeah, and, and I mean, I guess they're thinking like, oh, let's take off this retro movie with a, another kind of retro franchise and replace it. Like, let's replace it with another retro franchise, basically. Yeah. Um, Genesis, which uh, we reviewed. You can check out our review on StayOnTargetPodcast.com. Just telling you right now. I'll link to it. We loved it. It was a perfect 10. Oh, no. That was definitely <laughs> not it. 
<laughs> but it only made $89 million in North America. I think that was another review where he had the stipulations. Chris, oh, yeah. Where it was like, if you're a fan of the franchise. Yeah, I mean, I like Terminator, so like it wasn't like abhorrent to me. But right. if I was uh, Joe Schmo that wasn't a fan of Terminator, yeah. just like, don't watch this movie. Uh, it only yeah. made $444 million worldwide. Gosh. So it wasn't a smash success by any On the means. scale of am I am I happy to have seen it once and to never see it again? Yeah. The answer was yes, I'm happy to have seen it and and no, I don't mind if I never see it again. Right, right. I I would never sit down to watch that again. But Baywatch looks pretty cool. The yeah. Rock um Dwayne John I call I just call him The Rock. The Rock posted on Instagram as he's wont to do. Yeah. Uh but he posted some uh some stuff with one of his the new co-stars that um, we were pretty funny. He was like pushing her down in the sand, and um, it was it was it was funny. Like I think this movie's gonna be awesome. It stars him, Zac Efron. Um, how do I pronounce this name? So let's right. just look at Ilfanesh Hedera, Alexandra Daddario, and Kelly Rohrbach. Did a good job, Chris. Thanks. I am terrible at pronouncing names. Most of the time. I, mean, I just act like I know what they are. So you just say it with confidence? Is that Ex- what you're telling exactly. me? Exactly. See, I say them as questions whenever... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so it makes me sound not confident at all? Part of the problem with Terminator Genesis, Chris, ah. is that as I typed this down on my phone, it auto-corrected it to remove the Y. <laughs> so I'm you know. just saying. Um, I have some bad news now. So you, you mean pre- Terminator Genesis you- being can- like canceled basically <laughs> no. was not bad news? Not bad news compared to this. I'm sorry, I'm stomping on this movie. Star Wars Episode Eight has been delayed from May 2017 to December. Chris, 2017. One of the things, like after after this movie was over and my questions were, I, I my mind was saying, John, but at least you <laughs> only have to wait yes. a year and a half. Yes. But now you're telling me I have to wait two years? Mm. Mm-hmm. Chris. I'm definitely saying that. Chris. I know. This just, it's, it, I can't, it can't stand. I'm not happy about it either. And this is, uh, so this article is coming from, uh, from IGN. Um, the studio, because uh, I didn't, I couldn't find the actual release. So uh, this is where it's, I'm getting it from. Uh, Second hand. The studio put a positive spin on the postponement, citing how Star Wars The Force Awakens, which was originally slated for a May debut, opened to record smashing success in December. True. Okay, so I agree with that in terms of this and another news story I'm going to read. Okay, so you think about, oh man, we made tons of money and it came out in December. We look at May, which traditionally has you know at least a Marvel movie, and you're probably going up against a DC movie. Like May, April, May, like that's where April, May, March, Mar- wait, March, April, May. <laughs> that's the way the calendar works. <laughs> it doesn't um, work the opposite way. Right. That's traditionally kind of like that's whenever big studios want to uh, want to open open up their uh, release their big movies their tentpole summer that's when the mo- summer movie season starts right and so there's a lot of competition there and I can see how they're like well let's just replicate the success of Star Wars The Force Awakens by releasing it in December let's pair that with another news story that I have um, this is via Reuters Star Wars toys generate more has generated more than 700 million dollars of sales in 2015 okay okay so yeah uh, Star Wars toys generated sales of more than 700 million dollars in the United States making them the number one property in the toy industry during the year sales of toys such as Kylo Ren lightsabers BB-8 droids and models of the Millennium Falcon spacecraft totals more than those related to movie franchises 
Jurassic World, Minions, and Avengers combined. Yeah. See, that's Let, what I was about to say. Jurassic World came out in June, like early June, and it was before Force Awakens. It was the the number one grossing movie. Right. And I'm not saying you can't have a a huge hit earlier. I'm saying there's more competition. Right. Plus, compared with the holiday shopping season yeah. and everything's hitting all at the same time, yeah. it seems like. I mean, this is almost a no-brainer. Led by Star Wars merchandise, toy sales in the United States rose 6.7% to 19.4 billion in 2015, making it one of the strongest performances for toy sales in years. Wow. Sales took off on September 4th, or Force Friday, when retailers launched merchandise in anticipation of the opening of Star Wars The Force Awakens, the first Star Wars film produced by Walt Disney. With the early, this is quote, quoting NPD, with the early release of Star Wars toys on Force Friday, Star Wars managed to become the number one property for the year. Dude. So, I mean, that makes perfect sense. The whole yeah. toy thing makes a lot of sense to put it in the Christmas season. Because I was about to say, you know, it's December. Right. Specifically December, I wouldn't think that that's traditionally the best time to release a movie because right. people are busy with the holidays. People maybe are, are not thinking, oh, I should spend a bunch of money to go to the movies because it's, it's, it's expensive. We talked about that about a year ago. This, you know, maybe we should revisit the movie prices thing, but movies are expensive uh, to go to. And so it's like, that's not traditionally the time that I would just be like, oh, it's a no brainer. I mean, let's, let's launch our movie now. It's always like, I feel like there's always movies that launch around there. Like, you know, the hunger games has, has the past four years right. launched in December and they, they've had pretty good um, sh- turnouts. Well, we um, usually have like November movie month, you know? For, yeah. We usually have November. And that, was, I guess that was a thing. Like there was kind of a drought before that of great movies. Um, and so, I, th- I mean, yeah, everything kind of hit and came together this year. But if I'm Disney and I'm saying, man, I, you know, because it's the same company. Basically, they're going up against one of their own uh, Marvel movies, right? In May, yeah. I mean, I'd probably, I'd want to stay away from it, honestly. So, do you think that this sets the the precedent for the? All the Star Wars movies, I do. You know the anthology movies yep. and the uh, the mainline movies to be just December is the time now that oh. we've moved away from May. Yeah, and December is the month. We talked last week about like, okay, we know what were they going to do in terms of like in timing the movies. You know, because right. Rogue One was supposed to come out in December 2016. The next one was supposed to come out the, the next May. Yeah, like and six like, months. Well, will we will we keep doing that, or you know what will keep what will start happening here? Will we have right. two a year? And it's like. Nope. I think uh, we're going to see December releases from here until forever. Yeah. Wasn't there also a rumor like last week about some sort of a rewrite going yeah, into so Star Wars? Well, you're, the, you're, you've <laughs> led right into my next yes! article. Okay. So Ryan Johnson is reportedly re- rewriting his script for Star Wars Episode Eight. The rumor comes from the Meet the Movie Press video podcast. So I'm pulling it, reading this from IGN. Therein it stated that filming on Johnson's iteration has been, quote, pushed about a month. The delay, if true, is the result of the writer-director reworking his script in response to the strengths of The Force Awakens. This is what's, what I find inter- interesting. This is Let's see what you think. Specifically, the roles of D- Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, and Oscar Isaac's characters Ray, Finn, and Poe will be expanded, while, while a pair of new characters' roles will be reduced. Hmm. Quote, I said before there were two young female roles. Now I actually heard that the rewrite will make these roles smaller, end quote, says the rap's Jeff Schneider on the podcast. Quote, they want to get to know better the characters they already have. So the new rewrite is shrinking the new roles in order to spend more time with Ray, Poe, and so on, end quote. Which I find that interesting just because it's like, 
What? That's very interesting. Were we not going to develop Ray, Finn, and Poe anyway? Right. I mean, like, if you look at the... So we talked about toys. I mean, if you look at the toys, specifically with Poe's uh, character, he has far more presence in, like, toys and the marketing than he had even in the movie. Yeah. And so, like, we were hoping in both of our reviews that it's like, hey, let's let's uh, let's investigate his character a little bit more, give him motivation, give him some sort of a personal change from right. point A to point B. And were we just not going to see that? I mean, he, he is uh, – he's BB-8's best friend. I know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's it, you're right. It seems strange to, to say, oh – we need to rewrite this so we can expand the roles that these main characters that are super important to this world right now to what we know about the new star Wars going forward. Like it seems weird to be like, Hey, let's rewrite it and have more of them because we didn't before. I don't know. It's weird. I also, you know, it's kind of like, okay, well, I mean, if these were necessary characters, side characters, what happens to those stories? They just not get told that they get pushed to some other medium, like a comic book or something like that. Or, you know what? What exactly happens now? It may not end up. It may not end up mattering in the end. Yeah. It doesn't, a rewrite doesn't necessarily mean that. Oh, he does say he's making them smaller. So I don't know. Like, well, but like they could that, film a lot and then be like, okay, well, what what works whenever we're editing this movie? But ideally, you want to get a good script together before you start shooting. So I, I I see that. I don't think that whatever they do is going to be detrimental to the movie. Right, and I don't think that we're going to be able to know. You know, that's the thing is yeah. like whatever movie they they end up putting out and filming and editing and putting it together for everyone, that's the movie that will be. And uh, rewrites don't don't mean bad things, especially even like late rewrites they don't mean a bad thing but i do like i do wonder if what these other two characters are going to be like yeah. if, if they're uh, if they're completely gone from the movie or if it's just going to be um something that's diminished like you said i i don't know it sounds interesting to me and i want to hear the uh, the story behind it but we obviously will not hear that until yeah. after this all comes out now so you know th- this whenever they released the rewrite information they said that it would be the rumor was that it would be pushed about a month but disney whenever they said that they are pushing the whole end release of the movie to December, they said yeah. that um, the episode eight is currently in pre-production and will begin principal photography in London next month, so in February. So that's pretty much on track. That's what they were saying. So I thought that like right after Force Awakens came out, they had a press junket and they were talking about how late January was the time. So I mean, er, like... So maybe a couple of weeks then. Yeah, maybe two weeks. I mean, yeah. that doesn't, you know, that doesn't... I mean, who knows? Put them off that much, and honestly, like maybe they had this in mind anyway, where they were saying, "Hey, if it's if it's successful in December, yeah. we should just do the next one in December." You know, if you're bummed out though, John, that there will be no uh, Star Wars in May 2017. Frowny face. Don't fear, because they've pushed up the release date of Pirates of the Caribbean: Dead Men Tell No Tales. To May Those are like the exact same franchise, Chris. <laughs> no. They're the exact same thing. I mean, might as well just interchange them. They're both sci-fi. Are they? <laughs> I don't They've know. They've both That's got right. spaceships, right? I'm just going to move on. They've both got falcons. Quentin Tarantino <laughs> has finally explained his Tarantino universe. Now, I wouldn't bring this up except for we've talked about this at some point on the podcast in yeah. the past. I don't remember when. Finally, I'll try though, to like who I'll is... try to find it. Oh, uh, yeah, and, I'll note uh, this. I'll, I'll try to find it, and I will try to post whatever podcast that was in our links. But we talked about it, like the the theoretical Tarantino universe that everyone thought existed. Well, it's now confirmed. It's basically what we thought. Yeah, so, I was going to say, like, I figure. 
I don't know. It seems like we had figured it out pretty yeah. much. Uh, this is quoting Tarantino, Quentin Tarantino. He says, quote, there are actually two separate universes. There's the realer than real universe, Ooh. and all the characters inhabit that one. Then there's this, quote, movie universe. So from dusk till dawn and Kill Bill take place in the special movie universe. Basically, when the characters from Reservoir Dogs or Pulp Fiction go to the movies, Kill Bill and from dusk till dawn is what they go to see. Yeah. So that's what we all thought was the case. He's confirmed it. He uh, he just lifted the veil. We mm-hmm. can all figure it out now. What else did I say I would post earlier? Oh, it was the uh, it was the Terminator Genesis. Oh yeah, I'll, yeah. No, I, I've, I'm, I'm keeping notes, Chris. I, 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 I'm yeah, on I, it. I just couldn't remember. I'm on it. Also released this week. Um, oh, actually, so this is what happened on CW. What I thought was in the place of Flash because for some reason my DVR did not record the Flash. <laughs> what did it record? It recorded the the two specials that they they released. They um, it was a half hour special about Dawn of Super. Yeah, no, not yeah, Dawn that's of Superman. Right. Superman versus Batman. Dawn of Justice or Batman versus Superman, whatever way it goes. Right. And Dawn of Justice, and then they did a uh, Legends of Tomorrow um, special. Cool. In those, there yep. was a new Suicide Squad trailer. And Boom! New Batman vs Superman footage Boom. and some Wonder Woman footage. Boom! Well, let's talk about that. Number one, you should watch the uh, the new Suicide Squad trailer. I'll post that at startingtargetpodcast.com. If you have not seen it, it is wonderful, dude. That trailer, like I, I think we've talked about, um, we've referenced this kind of thing before. If there, even if the movie is terrible, yeah. even if the movie comes out and it is terrible, Correct. This trailer is still a really genius work of art. Like yes. it's it's a it's it's really good. Yeah. Um. Comes out to uh, a Queen song. Is this the real Bohemian life? Rhapsody? Is this just... I'm not going to sing it because it's going to be terrible because I am sick. Um, so, uh, but yeah, dude, the, like there are things that are timed to the music in there, yeah. like gunshots and, and uh, a lot of the action. So cool. It looks phenomenal. I was telling you before, I still don't, I still don't know. Like I'm excited about Batman versus Superman, but I'm like still skeptical of it, I guess. Um, but aren't we I'm, all? I'm excited for it mainly because of the world it's setting up oh, for yeah. Suicide Squad. Holy cow! Because Which, Suicide Squad looks amazing. Let's be honest. Like, shouldn't that like that's how it should be? I feel like that's how this like that's what they're doing with this movie. That's the entire purpose for the Batman versus Superman movie. I mean, obviously yeah. they're not well, going into this exactly saying let's make a bad movie and and but that sets up a great world and yeah. a great universe. But but. I will say that the, the entire reason they're making this movie and they're they're uh, making the sequel to Man, Man of Steel, right? A Batman and Superman and with Wonder Woman in it movie mm-hmm. is so that they can set up this universe. So the entire purpose of the reason that this movie is what it is yeah. is so that they can set up the universe. So I think that it's a I don't think it's a a misstep that you and I are both more excited about the greater DC cinematic universe yeah. than we are about one specific movie in it. I mean, true. That makes sense. I mean, and especially since it's Dawn of Justice, they're not only setting up Suicide Squad, but they're setting up the world of Batman. They're setting up the world of um, Wonder Woman and Aquaman and The Flash. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of things. That's, I think that's what makes me skeptical of that movie is just like how much they have going on. <laughs> yeah. We saw some footage from Wonder Woman. It's set in World War One. It looks pretty phenomenal. Like thirty seconds, man. Uh, starring Chris Pine as well as yeah. Gal Gadot, and so, uh, but like, it still looks really good. It looks phenomenal. Yeah. I think I think one of the coolest things about that whole segment was um, the director and I mean just everybody involved was saying all of the right things with like a Wonder Woman movie, right. you know, where it's like it, how she's different from other other superheroes, mm-hmm. how they. Um, 
I guess the only things that weirded me out about the footage. So it's only 30 seconds, like you, like you said, but it all kind of had this blue tint to it, which I thought was uh, odd. And then it being a period piece, like, I don't know. I mean, it seems like the Captain America thing, you know, whenever yeah. you had Captain America, the original Captain America movie, it was a period piece. And, and while I appreciate that it sets up a lot of things with like Peggy Carter and agent Carter, uh, the television show, which has returned this week, by the way. Yeah. And it's wonderful. Uh, is one of my favorite things that, that they've done with the Marvel universe so far. I don't know, man. It's it, it being a period piece. It limits it in some ways and makes it feel separate almost from, yeah. from what we're, what we're setting up, you know, right. <clears throat> it isolates it in some way, strands it out in the past. And yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm so excited for this movie and I'm so amped about this movie. I just hope that this movie is everything I want it to be. I hope that it is the way they're presenting it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. You can watch the whole special on uh, CW.com or on the CW app right now. I uh, will post a link to that in the podcast, but I suggest that you do. It's called DC Films Presents Dawn of the... Wait, hang on. Oh, you're watching it. Yeah. Well, it's because the title's cut off, so I pressed it. Oh, DC Films presents Dawn of the Justice League. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. So uh, it, it was actually, it was, a, it was a good special. Yeah, for sure. Um, we also, uh, there's also a, a new Star Wars Rebels season 2.5 trailer that released. Another work of pretty much awesomeness. I posted that at SamTrackerPodcast.com. Man, okay, so if you haven't gotten into Rebels... Or if you watch it and you're like, hey, this is kind of simplistic. I don't know if this really matters in the larger scope of things. It matters now because they are telling stories that relate um, to episode four and lead into it. Talk about the birth of the rebellion. Yeah. Um, understanding all of that. We see uh, Princess Leia. It looks like Darth Maul is coming back, training possibly Holy Ezra. Crap. That's dude. insane, dude. Dude, so Darth Maul and, and his storyline, like if you thought that Darth Maul was uh, a underdeveloped villain in episode one mm-hmm. then you need to watch I mean, some, some key episodes in the clone wars i think he was developed pretty well he was developed very he was a well. pretty awesome person holy cow he had like one line of dialogue in that movie and, and all it he was needed. super intimidating to you know um and uh anyway so watch some of some of the clone wars episodes and then where we kind of leave his story after the clone wars this is uh looking like it might pick up where his story is in um Rebels, which is pretty incredible. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Pretty incredible. Um, the uh... oh, something else I wanted to oh, mention about that footage. We actually see a lightsaber with a cross guard. Correct. Yeah, a light what? side lightsaber. Yeah. A green one. Yeah, that's pretty so, wild. So there, there's a few. There's some other small things in there where if you're not watching Rebels, you're going to want to watch Rebels because uh, we were talking, we were debating about where a location was in this trailer, um, and you were saying that it might be a planet of where a, the a dark side, yeah, dark side planet where like the Sith Lords of old yes. would uh, potentially. Well, it looks live. like he's holding like a, a holocron, but it's all red and looks like it's you know he's taught. Uh, it's, Looks like he's dealing with the dark side at that point, being tempted by it or something like that. Like, and the the big question is like, okay, at some point these characters have to go away before episode four. Do they? Yeah. Well, th- yes. In order for they episode do. four to have an impact, because Luke is the last Jedi. This is true. And if these guys are still around, well, technically, let's just be honest. Technically, none of them are Jedi. Okay, technically, but like, okay, but 
They're technically, but also technically, but they, they're about as much Jedi as, as yeah. Luke Skywalker. If you is. don't have any, yeah. You know, the thing is, like, if you don't have Jedi, then these guys are like the bee's knees, the top of the top of the line. It's true, you know. So, and, and then especially whenever they were they described, you know, like Rogue One, whenever it it, it comes out, um, they described that as okay, the Jedi are gone. There's no hope. You're kind of just doing things on your own, trying to defeat the Empire just out of the sheer force of your own will. Yeah. Um, and how that movie goes you know, like if that for that to have any kind of impact like Kanan and Ezra cannot be around you know I guess they could be you know like I, I still hope that Ahsoka is like off and hiding somewhere or yeah. something like that because she was technically never a full Jedi either. maybe they get stranded out on some planet somewhere right um, and you know so but something has to happen yeah and uh, things are moving pretty quickly right now yeah on, on Rebels which is pretty awesome yeah this is moving more into the games news. All right, I have a little bit games of games news. news. The Division, which is an upcoming Ubisoft title, I'm excited. Is for getting it. some live action prequel shorts. Agent Orange is or- Orange. <laughs> whenever okay, so whenever you said some live action shorts, I was shorts. thinking like actual oh, yeah. pants, uh-huh. <laughs> like some uh, some board shorts. Exactly. Where you're gonna be able to wear some shorts. We should make a series of board shorts, as in like it's a uh, it's it's a show. It's, yes. it's like a short we should, I'm short like a YouTube film. show. Nobody steal that. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> board shorts. The series. Oh yeah. I can think of the production company logo just off the like oh it's just my a, gosh. It's just a board person we have in, to in do pants, this. like in, in a pair of shorts sitting there. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Agent Origins. Is a four-part video series produced in part by Ubisoft with YouTube creators Cordal Digital, Devin Supertramp, and Rocket Jump taking the helm on each vignette and focuses on the stories of, of several Division agents shortly after the fall of New York. Amazon Prime members can watch a supercut of all four episodes featuring five minutes of additional footage as well. Nice. For more on The Division, check out our hands-on impressions and find out how to sign up for its closed beta coming at the end of the month. Dude. I, I actually signed up for Amazon Prime, John. Oh, so you can this, watch the supercut. This, I can watch the supercut this past Sunday because it went on sale for seventy three dollars for the awesome. whole year. Yeah, that's awesome. So I grabbed that. Holy cow! Well, I mean that's amazing too because we talked about last week on yeah. the podcast about the, uh, the you get twenty percent off of pre orders on games or new games, the games that have been out for two weeks. Yeah. Um, one thing I will say about the uh, this news: Rocket Jump, the uh, Freddie W, and all of those folks out yeah. in uh, out in L.A. They are getting involved in a lot more production. Like they've got the the show on Rocket Jump, the show on Hulu. Mm. Um, they've got uh, this now. They've done uh, stuff with uh, Battlefield and EA before. I mean, I feel like they're just getting bigger and bigger within the action um, genre yeah. of kind of these short films and things, which That's is pretty awesome. Cool. That's awesome. pretty cool. Love their stuff. Xbox One's version of Rocket League will include exclusive cosmetics courteous of courteous courteous why can't I talk right now man courtesy of Insomniac Games they are themed around Insomniac's equally Xbox One exclusive third person shooter Sunset Overdrive nice. that was a weird really weird sentence I mean it was a good idea the sentence was a good S- idea yeah, but the delivery intentions. could have could have been uh, a little yeah. bit better. So, like, uh, the yeah, they're going to have Sunset say. Overdrive items in Xbox One's version of Rocket League, which cool. comes out next month. We're still, uh, we don't know yet, but we're still hoping it's free with Games with Gold. Either way, I'm going to be playing the crap out of it, Chris. Either way, we're going to be playing lots <laughs> of Rocket Jump. So much. Wait, Rocket League. The Rocket League. Golly, man. Who, speaking of, Rocket Jump actually does Let's Plays of Rocket League, so. 
Ah, I found the missing the missing uh, <laughs> the missing news item. Yeah, so there's a news item that le- earlier I was looking for. It's because I titled it wrong. Missing no. And so I, I titled it the same thing as I titled the other. So some, you know, I'm still working these these papers out. <laughs> Chris, like, I'm still I'm telling you this is the third episode we've used papers. We're doing new things. 141 <laughs> episodes in. Still feel. I mean, I always try to improve, John. <laughs> of course, don't, you don't want to go back. You well, go forwards. We're, we're constantly developing. We're constantly morphing yeah, exactly. this thing. I mean, you can't say the same. Just this last year, I guess, at the end of the year, we were doing, you know, three hour long podcasts. We're already 45 minutes into this one. Good Lord. We got to get this moving. (laughs) Last (laughs) night, I sent you a a text. It was a link to an article. It was like, oh, there's a rumor. Sega is going to release some kind of new classic game announcement tomorrow. Yeah. We got really excited. We started we started going back and forth about what it could be. We said it could it be Sonic, you know, that, Sonic. that's more of the traditional it's like route. the obvious. Yeah. Could it be something like uh, Shining Force? Oh my gosh. Which I was like, bro, if it's Shining Force. Could it be Vector Man? Vector Man, you know, something cool. I almost texted you and said Altered Beast, but then I thought that is literally the worst game of all time. And I would have laughed very very hard. Oh yeah. And said there's no way they're going to do Altered Beast. <laughs> John, they've done Altered Beast. They've done Altered Beast. Uh, it's not just Altered Beast. So the they've revealed Sega 3D Classics Collection. No. It's, it's coming to 3DS on April 26th. All right. Oh. So the collection of games will include a total of nine games that have been, quote, redeveloped to create an immersive 3D experience, end quote. The collection includes Power Drift, Puyo Puyo, Puyo 2, okay. Fantasy 2W, okay. Sonic the Hedgehog, oh, there you go. Thunderblade, Galaxy Force 2, and Altered Beast. It will also come with two bonus Sega Master System games, Fantasy Zone 2 and Maze Walker. Chris, do you know or want to play any of those games in immersive 3D? I mean, (laughs) well, when you put it like that, John, I want to play them all in immersive 3D. Um, Couldn't you already get Sonic the Hedgehog on its own for like five bucks? Totally. Um, I don't know what the rest of these, I don't know what Power Drift is. It sounds pretty cool. Like, um... Anything, you know, Fantasy Zone sounds cool, whatever that Just is. Just the inclusion of Altered Beast lowers this on my my potential buy list. But no, so... By a few notches. We were real big into Sega, and I guess we just didn't play the right games, because I don't remember any of these. Apparently, except for all... I mean, I played Altered Beast, and even whenever I was a kid, before I knew anything about mechanics or video games or, like, what I really enjoyed... Yeah. I still hated Altered Beast. Mm. I remember playing it a couple times and being like, this is a bad game. I don't understand. Why are they selling this game? Um, So uh, moving on, we have some uh, Pokemon news. Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow won't have restore points on the 3DS Virtual Console. Yep, makes sense. Yep, so it's basically just like saying, hey, they're going to act like... (laughs) Pokemon games. Yeah. Uh, you also can't quit to the main menu without saving, like See, that's without a, closing the game. That one's a strange one, and it's like, I wonder why. No idea. Probably something to do with the emulation. Uh, I also, uh, I uh, I sent you a link. It was not in the news section, but I sent you a link earlier today talking about um, Pokemon. Oh, that's right. There's going to be a free exclusive Pokemon every single month for the rest of the year. That's right. Um, you just log on and go to your mystery gift. I don't think you even have to go anywhere specific. You right. just log on to the internet. And you'll have a, a, a an original Pokemon from um, Red, Blue. Is Green coming out too? Green is only okay. So Green originally was only released in Japan, ah. and it was actually Green was the first game that came out. So it was Green and Red, and uh, over there, and then so mm. then they released the Yellow. So America has never gotten a the Green version. Mm. Um, so they're releasing that for Japan still, and not releasing it here, which. 
it's basically the same as the blue and red versions, but it's just a little bit different. Just an earlier build, I think. There's a lot of rumors swirling around about Nintendo NX. I'm just going to go over them briefly. There's rumors yep. that they will work with smartphones, PCs, and competing consoles. Super weird. That's super weird. I don't think that's true. It was in a. Uh, it was in some sort some of a... tweets and stuff. Was it, well, it was in a uh, survey. It's not a survey That was document. sent out to people. Right. Strange. Um, then there's, uh, there's, uh, there was a report that came out that said, says they think that um, the portable NX part could land this year and then the console in 2017. That's super weird, too. I mean, there's also been the reports that it's it's like at least three units. Like yeah. if you the, the NX as a whole could be a handheld, right. another unit, and then another unit. And yeah. it's like that's super weird to begin with. So like all of the NX rumors have been very odd. Not putting it past Nintendo, they could do anything. Uh, this they could w- be a, a news story, John, or it could be a pick of the week. Oh boy! But it has to happen this week. It has to happen this week. It has to happen this week. Well, we uh, we've done about thirty minutes of news already, Chris. All right. I'm pretty sure we need to do Pick of the Week! Pick of the Week! Alright, so my Pick of the Week, John. Yeah! AMC has released uh, its 10th annual Best Picture Marathon. Yeah! The tickets are on sale now. You can go um, online. I'll try to put the link at stayontargetpodcast.com um, to where you can uh, look up and see if your theater is participating. It's just AMC theaters. Yeah. Um, and they are uh, – I'll, I'll tell you right now which ones are doing the 24-hour marathon. So there's two different options. You can do two-day. It's going to be Saturday, February 20th or Saturday, February 27th, and you see four – Movies and four movies, or on Saturday, February twenty seventh, if you go to these select theaters, you're going to see all eight movies all in a row. I went last year and ended the one day thing, saw nine movies in a row. That was rough. You were telling me eight's it was very better. hard. Oh, by the last one, I was just about to fall asleep. Yeah, it, and plus it was um, uh, which one? It was uh, the period piece, right? Yeah, it was the the can't remember. <laughs> Shows you how awake you were. Exactly. I, oh, I was I was squirming. Like most of the theater was gone. Like if there were still people around, like I probably could have stayed engaged because I like you know I get energy from the people, man. But um, you're telling me that you're just some sort of a, uh, a black <laughs> hole of in, you're absorbing other people's energy. No, but like you know, there's always a buzz in the air. I'm telling you, you're a super theater. villain, Chris. In the theater, you're a super villain. All right, so if you go to the two day event on Saturday, February 20th, they're going to start off with Bridge of Spies, then Room, then Mad Max Fury Road, and end with The Big Short. Um, begins at 10 a.m. We'll probably end, looks like, about... Uh, about 8 or 9. Nice. Saturday, February 27th, they're going to start with Brooklyn, then go to Spotlight, The Martian, and The Revenant. Uh, looks like it'll start at 10 again, and then they'll end definitely about 10 o'clock that night. So that's a 12-hour day. Cool. There. The 24-hour event. You're going to start with Brooklyn, then The Big Short, then Room, The Revenant, Spotlight, Mad Max Fury Road, Bridge of Spies, and The Martian. The one in there that I think that it would be hard to stay awake on, at 2.25 starts Bridge of Spies, AM. Ooh. That's not the kind of movie you want there, I don't think. Ooh, I mean, I was thinking that the way that they did this was actually pretty good because they had Mad Max later on, and then they had yeah. The Martian as the last one, something tense, you know? I mean, and you got some heavy films in here in the middle. You got, right. You've got um, Room. Which is pretty heavy, and you got the Revenant, which is like huge and just like a massive mess of a movie in terms of goodness. And then you got Spotlight, <laughs> which is another like man, just like hit you right in the emotional heartstrings. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, you know. Anyway, so it's gonna be playing in uh, California, 
at the AMC Orange, 30. Illinois, AMC River East, 20. That's in Chicago. And Kansas, AMC Studio, 28. With dine-in theaters, that's pretty. That's pretty that's sweet. Pretty awesome. Minnesota, AMC Rosedale, fourteen. New York, AMC Empire, twenty-five. Texas, AMC North Park, fifteen. Washington D.C., the AMC Lowe's, Georgetown, fourteen. That's awesome. So if you want to, if you want to make it out to any of those, that's my pick of the week. I've done this um, several years in a row now, um, and uh, I love it. It's one of my favorite things to do. Every you're not going to do it this year, though. Not no, not doing it this year because um, you've seen all of them. Yeah, unbeknownst to us, we went and saw all of these movies in theaters except for two. We hadn't seen Room or Brooklyn, and so uh, this past weekend. Um, they popped up in Nashville. They were all of a sudden at uh, the uh, Hollywood 27 here in Nashville. And so I'm a like, wild movie appeared. Yeah. So I'm like, well, they expanded them because, you know, the Oscars are coming up. People are getting interested in them. Uh, the, the one that baffles me is why it wasn't a wide release is Brooklyn. Like it's only in like 800 theaters right now, but it's definitely like a mainstream movie. There's nothing about this. You know, some of the, some of these are like, you know, you know, these are definitely kind of indie like they, you know, are, are um, weren't backed by like huge studios and I guess that's basically what happened with Brooklyn but man this is a fantastic movie I'm glad it's nominated for best picture and uh it it should have been a wide release like it should, like it should keep going like it's a it's a fantastic movie if you have the chance to see Brooklyn go see it I feel if you have like a chance to see any of these go see them I mean I feel like that is uh is something that once you know it's nominated for best picture on the Oscars it's going to have a life of a, you know, a new life basically it's going to have legs um, right so yeah 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 that's wait. Do you have a pick of the week? So I can have a pick of the well, week. Let's Chris. have a pick of the week, John. Also, while I was sick, I almost beat Shantae and the Pirates Curse. I literally am at the last boss. Like here is the dialogue right before the last boss. Like I haven't played on, the last boss right before you got here. Without I, dark magic oh, to draw me. from, he's vanished into the eternal abyss. Oh yeah, it sounds ominous, right? It does sound. Really I'm about ominous. to about to. One uh, of the things I like on this uh, on this game are, is the 3D. The 3D is and really the, good. So the 3D on on yours is just dude. I'm telling you, the new the new 3DS is the way to go. Like if if you were buying one, and I honestly have thought about trading mine in for a new 3DS. Yeah. Um, because even on this game where the, with the uh, 3D is so good. I've sat with it at like 50%. Like I've not gone all the way in because it's just so weird and you have to have it in such the perfect sweet spot. Whereas yours, it reads where your eyeballs are Mm -hmm. and it adjusts the 3d accordingly, which is, which is great. Um, but yeah, dude, Shantae and the Pirates Curse. I've actually had a really fun time playing it. It's one of those, whenever I'm, uh, I'm going to try to beat it before I'm better. Yeah. Like completely. Um, and so hopefully I don't have suffer from the, Oh, I don't want to revisit that because I was sick whenever I played it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but how yeah. long, how many hours have you spent on this? I don't know. Not that many. I mean, it was, it was one of those that so were played a huge game. Yeah. Play before bed. It was like, I was, I would beat like a level a day, like a, uh, one of the, the main worlds a day. Yeah. There's some puzzle solving in it. That's a little bit, uh, hard to figure out, but it's not hard to figure out if you consider like Metroid and those types of games as like the predecessor mm. and a lot of what inspires this one. Mm-hmm. But there's a, a few times where I was like, man, what do I do? And so I just looked it up online. Like I just Googled it real quick. That's probably the best way to do this because again, I'm terrible at puzzle games. And so whenever you introduce a puzzle element into this platforming game, which is awesome platforming, super fast, really fun platforming, mm-hmm. I uh, I immediately will look it up. Nice. I just give up immediately, Chris, whenever it comes to that puzzle. You well, that's should, my pick. You shouldn't. I, I don't know. Like It came down to, well, which one of these levels do I replay in order to encounter the character that I need to encounter? <laughs> so they give me the item I need so I can get past on this level. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, it was just like... It's a roll of the dice here. I've got five <laughs> levels at the end. Which one do I go to? So, yeah. Anyway. 
Nice. It was the one I would have guessed, though. Nice. That's good. And we're back. We're back. We're back. It's time now to review um, Legends of Tomorrow. Legends of Tomorrow. Um, this will be a shorter review, but we're still going to do a spoiler-free section, I guess. Yeah, let's do a spoiler-free section. Okay. I mean, there's not a whole ton we can talk about that's uh, spoiler-free, but if you haven't watched it, I would say let's let's yeah, I guess we'll go through and tell you before we spoil anything yeah. whether or not you should watch it. Yeah. So I mean, this this involves characters. It's been super super hyped, so and set up really well, I think in. Arrow and Flash. Yeah. Um, in that, you know, the characters that are going to be in the show were previously in Arrow or the Flash. Right. Um, and then the characters that um, that were created basically for the show, like they were introduced in those those um, those two shows, but then um, kind of moved off and given reasons to move away pretty uh, pretty um, quickly. And so um, some of them were pretty quick. Some of them hung around for like. Eight episodes or whatever into the season, like uh, like with with a uh, fire uh, firestorm. Oh yeah, Fi- uh, firestorm. Well, I mean, he was a main character in Flash. I don't That's think true. Like he was true. My point You're is, right. he wasn't created specifically for this show. You know, like or or introduced specifically for it. So like the um, Hawkman and Hawkgirl. Right. They were introduced into uh, into Flash or no Arrow and or Flash, Flash. Both of them specifically for this show. Right. Adam, I don't think was created specifically for the show, but he's now like moving on. Um, right. Same thing with Captain Cold and Snark, which um, some of that kind of sucks because like I really like Captain Cold and Snark. Um, it's kind of a bummer that they're not going to be in Flash that often. Yeah. Um, and then the same thing with uh, with uh, Brandon Ruth as Adam. It's kind of a bummer he's not going to be around. But then again, I don't know if he if he hadn't um, been given this this role. I don't know if he would have stuck around that long anyway. Yeah, I mean, he served a a, a very small role last season, but yeah. he was around for the whole season. Right. Um, and he popped in and out, that sort of thing. But you're right. It's like this at this point in that show's narrative, does did he really have a reason to stick around past last season? Right. Not a ton, you know? So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think a lot of these characters would have just kind of faded into the background or been like the the team-up, occasional team-up mm-hmm. episode here mm-hmm. and there of both of those shows. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, I mean, it's set up incredibly well on these other shows. We had a really cool uh, trailer slash teaser back in uh, at Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. And so, a, a lot of the the setup we kind of knew from that teaser. And, right. and, uh, and so, a lot of this episode was kind of retreading some of that territory. Like, we got off of that... I think maybe 15 minutes in, you know? Mm-hmm. And so the last, you know, 40, 40 minutes, we watched it with commercials. Right. But so the last half or uh, two thirds of this thing was basically uh, new territory. Here's my big question regarding this. And this is still not a spoiler, but if I had come into this episode cold, yeah, I don't know how much sense it would have made and how attached I would be to these characters. And in, if you are going into this episode cold, I would say go watch that special, that Legends of Tomorrow special that CW ran. It's on their CW right. sites, on the app um, that we referenced earlier. And that will give you basically the backstory and the setup for this. That being said, that's a terrible way to <laughs> launch a series. Yes. It's a terrible way to set up a pilot, basically giving you homework before you dive into a pilot. Right. Like you think about the flash, like the way they launched the flash, I would say that that of, of all of the spinoff franchise series yeah. that was one of the most successful spinoffs that I've ever 
yeah. kind of scene because you set it up, set up the main character of the Flash on uh, an existing thing, and, and you get interested. Oh man, this character is really good. The actor fits perfectly with the character. It, yeah, that feels really good. You get a kind of a vibe for the uh, the tone of the show, yeah. but then. You don't really get it much other than that, but then in the pilot of The Flash, you get all of the information you needed about that character. You right. get uh, the backstory that you had from the previous encounters. Mm-hmm. You also get the introductions to the new characters and all this stuff, but this was not that. This was a very much a, like, as I was sitting there, I was like, this feels like another episode of The Flash. Mm-hmm. Like, it feels like another episode of The Flash, but it doesn't have The Flash in yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, there was a brief, you know, like, this is who this person is. I'm going to recruit you. This is who this person is. I'm going to recruit, recruit you. So, like, there's a brief kind of explanation of who these people are. But, you know, uh, and then again, I guess my, my other, my other, you know, big question is, like, well, are there really people coming into this series cold? You know, yeah. would you have, would you, would you be watching this series if you didn't already watch Flash and Arrow? I don't, I don't know the answer to that question, really. Yeah. Um, and then I guess the, my other, before we get into spoilers, like my other, um, not problem, but my other, the other thing about this episode, you know, a, a cursory look at IMDb reveals that this is part one of up two part pilot. It's called pilot part one. Yeah. The next episode is pilot part two. And it very much feels like that. Yeah. Not, I mean, without being spoilery, it feels like the first half of us. Right. Of, a, of a story, whenever of an ended, episode. yeah, whenever it ended, I was like, "Man, this it's over." Well, it makes me wonder why. Okay, if if you had two hours worth of a pilot, or probably you know, if you got right down to it and got rid of some of the commercials, an hour and a half. Why don't we just make this thing an hour and a half, two hour long special? <sighs> True, and then there's two things that I would say that that potentially come into this because we had the 100 premiering directly after this, right? So yeah. you wonder. If they're trying to ride the ratings of one of those shows into the other, the 100 is a fairly popular series. I mean, it's, well, if you're wanting to do that, then they would then they would they would ride the 100 into this one. You always right. launch launch your new series after the more popular one. And that's what I was confused about: is maybe that this they expect this show to have super uber ratings, and then the 100 could ride into that. But it's like that doesn't even make any sense because why not just make like just just take them apart completely like just delay why, the launch not, of one not, episode why not move you know like flash temporarily or arrow temporarily this yeah. week to tonight and then debut it after or or this would uh, what about this okay this is what i would have done okay i'd have solved the problem if chris was the king of the cw universe chris is the king of the cw i would have premiered legends of tomorrow last night part yeah. 1 after arrow and then set part 2 tonight and then it's always on Thursdays from yep, there on. And it's regular time spot. Oh my gosh, Chris, you have just solved the issue. And also it's like then you could you could basically project that and uh, and telegraph that very early on oh, in yeah. the episode and be like for the epic conclusion of tonight's episode, make sure you come back to its regular time spot on right. Thursday night. Plus most people are watching this thing on DVR or on Hulu yeah. anyway, so it's like I just don't like the fact like okay, I'm into the show, I like the vibe, yeah. but I really want to see what what you know an actual like full episode looks like. Right. I won't know that for a whole another week. Right. So one thing. Um, yeah. So I did want to say that uh, there was I was reading an interview with one of the DC Legends uh, DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, creators and let me see exactly who said it, 
But it's a shame because you were talking earlier uh, about the fact that they're being taken from their regular shows, basically, right? Yeah. Um, so let me see who exactly is this. Yeah, Mark Mark Guggenheim told IGN, and this is from an IGN article, he says, there's no plan to return them to their sister shows anytime soon. Yep. End quote. Yeah. And that's like a big shame. Like my theory was that we wouldn't necessarily lose them because you're dealing with time travel here. Why not return them after this big adventure to the exact moment from which you yeah. plucked them. I mean, I, I see like the, the benefits to both. One of them is if you keep them in the show though, the people who really love those characters will hopefully follow them to the show and keep watching the show. If they know that they'll keep appearing on Arrow or flash, they don't have to do that because they True. won't miss them at all. True. And I guess then you also have like a, Hey, who lives and who dies situation where it's like, if somebody shows up and then that takes the writers of the, uh, legends of tomorrow, it takes them away from like some of the uh, emotional things where it's like, oh, well, obviously they survived because Sarah showed up on the arrow this week, you know? So there's a lot of that kind of thing going on. Yeah, for sure. So, Chris. Yes. All of this being said, should people check out the first part of this uh, this show? Yes. I would okay. say wait until the next one. I mean, if you, if, yeah. you didn't, if you didn't go out, don't go out. So here's my thing. Hey, hang on, hang on. Let me finish yeah. my thought. Go for it. I wish that I knew the second part of this. So I would say wait until next week. Yeah. Watch them both all at once and figure out if you like this show. Right. Um, if you're really, really amped up for it, you know, go ahead and watch it. Watch the special. I'll just like become like engrossed in it. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, in terms of, uh, you know, in terms of how it, how it rates in regards to the Arrow and Flash season premieres, I would say it's definitely in third place. Oh, yeah. So... Just keep that in mind. and uh, But yeah, I mean, if you're interested in it, it's not a bad show. Watch no. it. I love, uh, this is the thing, I love a lot of the characters in there. Some of the characters haven't quite sold me yet. Um, and we can get into specifics in a minute, but the characters in this show are so good. And I liked them on their other shows, like the, especially the main ones that were... Um, quite literally taken from their the flasher or arrow rather than just created for this show in particular but like so i i like those characters i i appreciate the emotional places that they're trying to go with it um it's hard to tell if they're actually going to be able to to really elicit the the correct emotions from me or the emotions they want to want to get from me because we haven't gotten any type of a uh, resolution yet. We're, we're left with not right. even a cliffhanger. We're left in the middle of a sentence, it feels like. Yeah. You know? It feels like you started a sentence and then you just stopped. Yeah, for sure. You know? And, and walked away for a week. And then so we'll get the the, the final, you know, the period, the the what what is this really about um, next week. So I don't know. I mean, it's it, I, I would say if you haven't watched it yet, Maybe wait until next week where you can watch them back to back because my main fear there is that next week after watching it, I'm going to have, have forgotten kind of some of the elements of this one or how this one felt. And so, you know, the setup may be lacking next week. So while the conclusion and, and the um, emotional finality of this episode felt very light, yeah. the next week I feel like the exposition and the setup is going to feel very light. So hopefully, uh, hopefully we you know, can marry those ideas together and put them into a one hour episode every from week to week. But, uh, but right now I'm kind of thinking, check this out. If you're a big fan of arrow and flash and because it doesn't really tie into those two universes or, or the timeline doesn't really matter that much with those other characters or with those other universes, um, other shows, then wait till next week and, and then check it out. Right. So I agree yeah. with that. 
So, Chris. Yes. Are you ready to open a big can of spoiler? I am. We are going to spoil this thing in five, four, three, two, one. Throw out a spoiler. Um, There's really not that many big ones. <laughs> no. Uh, Rip Hunter is not who he says he is. Well, at least he's out of the job. Yeah, it's true. And the, the time hunters are hunting him down, Chris. That's what's happening. <laughs> yeah. The t- would, which, honestly, that was the coolest part about this Heck episode. yeah. Well, and it was kind of underplayed, too. Like, that twist was a little bit underplayed, uh, as far as I could tell, because the time hunters are, are there, and I think it was very... Um, I know a little bit about the time hunters from some of the comics. And so some of that is, uh, some of this is, is being drawn from that universe, but the time hunters are there to make sure that the timeline stays intact, Chris, like they're there to make sure that it doesn't get changed. And so whenever rip hunter goes, asks for permission to go back in time and change something, obviously they have to say no, just by the very fact that of their job. And then whenever he steals a ship and goes back in time, they have to go hunt him down. So it makes perfect sense that they're hunting him down. But, uh, but that was a nice, nice little twist where it's the time hunters, uh, are now hunting him down. So the time hunter has become, become the hunted. The time hunter has become the time hunted. Yeah, exactly. The, the time hunted. Um, but yeah, dude, it was, it, I, I liked that moment of it. And I, that action sequence was fun. Um, as far as the characters go, I, uh, I really appreciate the, the, the white canary is in this. I guess we're calling her white canary now, but yeah. canary is in this. Um, her character's awesome. I, I appreciate the, the darker characters that have been around for a while, more so than like the, uh, the, the hawks. Like Hawkman, I like that dude. I don't know. I don't understand. Like even whenever we were doing the crossover thing, I was like, man, I don't know if I really like this guy. Um, and I'm not sure if you're supposed to like him necessarily like right off the bat but i just don't like him you know he rubs me the wrong way chris are you talking about hawkman oh hawkman i don't all right so let's let's, let's back up a little bit all right rewind all right so uh, coming into this i was super amped up the promos make it look super sweet yeah. super actiony yeah. lots of things happen none of that happened massive robots. okay nothing happened nothing, nothing happened, happened yep. in this episode yeah and i mean we found out a few things but not really and uh, and so like the things I was amped up about what the show will hopefully be, I don't think this was representative of it. No, I mean at least what they've what they've promoted. You're right. So that's where I think this episode fails drastically in terms of getting me hooked on this show. They did not. If I didn't like like the universe that they've created with with Flash and Arrow, I wouldn't keep watching this show. Yeah. And uh, and so in that aspect, massive fail. <laughs> um, and so because yes, we've we. The the two that we're most focused on, the two characters on the team that we're most focused on in terms of the the uh, enemy that they're going after. They're going after Randall Savage and the two... Vandal um, Savage? Vandal Savage, yes, yeah, sorry. There you go. Uh, they they uh, call him Randall. In right. It. They, the uh, the two in, uh, characters that he's most closely linked to are Hawkgirl and Hawkman, which are arguably the weakest characters in the entire show. And... I do. I have zero attachment to them. Um, don't like them. Well, and they do like weird, like yeah. And even during the episode where we set up their characters, like the crossover with Arrow and Flash, their characters were very one one note, right. almost. And uh, and Hawkgirl has has a uh, has a development right. as it goes. But the development at the end of it, I think, even during our review of those episodes, I said it almost didn't make sense. The fact that she decided to to go off and join Hawk Hawkman. No, you it know? didn't. And, and well, and the thing is, like, if 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 you are. She doesn't like the guy. If you're wanting to move fans of your other series to this one, then provide them um, 
reasons to do so. You know, like I love, I really love um, Sarah Lance. Are we spending much time with her? No. The best, like my favorite part of the episode yep. was the the bar room brawl yeah. with her and Captain Cold and Heatwave. Yeah, dude. The, the like like pro- um probably some of my favorite characters from both those respective shows. Right. They're the veteran characters of of those shows, and one is from the Arrow, and the other two are from the Flash, and they're they're all three incredibly strong characters. Oh yeah. Which is you know it's disappointing that they didn't play a larger role into the main plot of this thing. But that, like you said, that that moment, like if I were to look back on this episode and say, what was my favorite moment of this thing? That is my favorite moment is where they, you know, she's like, ah, let's, uh, let's go get some drinks, you know? And then they, yeah. they go off and it's like, of course she's going to say that. And of course they're going to go with her. Right. And of course they're going to get into a massive bar brawl, you know? And so is it, that whole situation, um, made me appreciate the episode. But as far as that playing into the main plot, it had nothing to do with the main plot. Right. Had nothing to do with almost anything. Like, you could have removed that from this episode, and it probably would have been fine, which is the problem, I think, with large team shows. Like, whenever you have a large team, whenever you focus on specific ones for the main plot, what are the other characters doing? Are they involved? And the best team plots come up with a way to get everyone involved right. um some of my favorite so speaking of like superhero things some of my favorite justice league uh cartoons um episodes and some of my favorite like young justice young justice does a really good job of the characters that they have like they'll focus on one character per episode for like the uh emotion and give a lot of the the backstory but they give a good reason for every character who is there to actually be there, to actually be involved in the show. So I don't know. It's like, that's, that's one of the things that they're going to have to figure out on the show. And they don't do an incredibly good job of that in this episode. They really don't. I mean, yeah, you're, you're talking about, you know, you, you mentioned like young justice. They have, they have more time on this show to (laughs) create a team kind of atmosphere and they do a poor job of it in this episode. Maybe they'll, they'll, they'll do it better later on. Yeah. But the reason, you know, that I liked, um, the way that, um, they portrayed, um, uh, Sarah and Captain Cold and Heatwave in that in that uh, barroom brawl was the, the fact that they were acting like a team. Yeah. Same thing with you know I, I found the stuff with Heatwave compelling. Yeah. Whenever the, he's talking about like he wants to be part of a team and he yeah. enjoys being part of a team and uh, and then you have these two members that really don't feel part of the team. Yep. And then are also given all this emotional weight to carry in the episode. And they're given a completely different reason for being on the team than anyone else there. Like everyone else there is there because they wanna they wanna save the universe and become legends. Right. You know? And then they even say it. Like the the hawk uh hawk the Hawks, I guess I'll just call them that when I'm talking to the, about them as a unit. <laughs> the Hawks say basically uh say, Well, we wanna do this just because we wanna kill Vandal Savage, you know, we're here for a different reason than you guys are. So I don't know, man, it's, it's an interesting play and let's hope that it works. Like I'm really hoping that it works and I'm hoping that next episode brings me around. I'm hoping that it gets everybody involved in a, in a good way and in a good reason. And there's less discord. We've talked about how, um, on arrow they're best whenever they work as a team together. And you can still have disagreements and you can still have all of this kind of uh, dynamic stuff going on where mm-hmm. one person's keeping something from the other people and it's it's playing into the, how they behave and stuff. 
but you don't have to make it like super dramatic. You don't have to make it melodramatic. You don't have to make it, you know, the focus. Yeah. You know, it can be a uh, a subplot as yeah. it should be. Yeah. Um, whereas I feel like this this episode, a lot of what was going on, a lot of the uh, the personality that we saw was basically just shoehorned conflict between the characters. Yeah. I mean, I agree, and and I don't want to you know keep beating the dead horse, but like I just thought this was a poor episode. I um, agree. That being said, moving on with the with the series, there's a lot of things I like. I like all the characters that are in here, barring you know the the hawk people, and uh, I really I really like um, the villain. Yeah, Vandal Savage is really cool. Um, I like uh, I like the whole setup in terms of like the timekeepers. Yeah. and uh, and. Even even the fact that he lied, you know yeah. about it. Like I mean, none of that bothers me. And I, I yeah. kind of like there being two points of conflict. Like someone that you're you're not chasing through time because Vandal can't isn't doesn't doesn't um, travel through time in the way they do. But right. uh, you're trying to catch him in different points of time. But it also helps having a, 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 an antagonist that does follow them through time. And so there can be a linear story told there. There won't necessarily be a linear story told with Vandal. It doesn't seem like, but there will be with uh, the timekeepers trying to keep up with them. And what was the, the the person's name that was chasing them? Was it a oh? It was he was a bounty hunter. Chrono, but yeah, like uh, yeah. Let me look something it like up. That. The, the bounty hunter that's following him. Uh, they didn't kill him. Like he's still no. there. I think you know. No, so, like, I mean he's still. He'll, he'll keep them. he'll keep chasing them. I like that idea too because you have this impending doom. You know, you have this thing that's stalking you through time, and I, that's a really cool idea. Um, I did want to mention from the comics, uh, you have Rip Hunter. I mean, he was very melodramatic in this episode. Very like, he even put his arm up and gestured like this at one time. And he, he goes, ah, to for dramatic effect. Oh, and, yeah. uh, and, and it was, it was ridiculous at the time, but it, it reminds me a lot of some of the comic book portrayals of him and uh, of some of the time masters because they don't exist in any real time. And so they really, I don't know. I mean, it's it, they they basically are from no time, and so the way their demeanor and stuff. I'm I'm almost surprised that they didn't make Rip even more insane um, than they have him. So uh, that was I, I liked the fact that he is a little bit wilder of a character. Um, yeah. I did want to say about the Hawks. So we talked a lot about how like they just feel like they don't fit with the team. They feel like there's the team, and then there's them, but. I will say that this time they had this dynamic uh, and a big reveal that had potential for a lot of weight um, in that they revealed that the uh, the character they were going to visit who knows a lot about Vandal Savage is actually their son. And Yeah, and there felt like there was no weight there. Right. Whenever that reveal happened, it was like, wait a second, what? And then I, I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. And they had already moved on. You know, it was about four seconds and then it had gone on. So it was very strange that they have this really cool dynamic and this really cool storytelling moment, but that they don't take advantage of it in a, in a good way. Yeah. Um, and that it doesn't feel necessarily believable moving on that they're super invested and uh, want out for revenge and all this, other than the fact that Hawkman is just, he's just a weirdo. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I mean, we'll see. We'll see as we, as we yeah. progress through this, like, if we'll start to like them, you know, like, I wasn't a huge fan of, of them in whenever they showed up in Flash and Arrow. Right. Um, but, yeah. I mean, and they're great characters in the comics. I love the characters. Oh, yeah. um, it's just not necessarily how they're being portrayed and written here. Right. Hawkgirl is one of my favorite characters of all time, just uh, because of the Justice League and the way that they, uh, mm. they gave her a really awesome story in that, and they, they portray her in such a cool way there. Yeah. So I have high hopes. 
high hopes for that character like in this. I like it, John. Do we want to rate this thing? Sure. All right. I mean, honestly, oh. it feels weird to rate it because it's the first half of it a does. pilot. Yeah, and it doesn't necessarily feel like it's a full, complete thing. But um, yeah, maybe we'll come back and like give it a uh, an updated rating in terms of the second episode very quickly next week. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, I love the world. Love the, everything that's setting up. Love the villain. I like the team. Yeah. Um, I like the people on the team. I like the. You the give team me a aspect. synopsis of this. Yeah. And it's like I'm all in. I know. I'm all in. That's the thing. It just feels so incomplete right the now. The delivery so. was so odd. Um, but if I'm going to rate this episode, this is not the series, you know, like, but rate this episode, we'll, we'll maybe rate the whole season premiere, like, next week. Next week, because, yeah. Uh, revisit. Yeah, revisit it quickly. But um, this episode, I'm going to give, on the uh, stay on target rating system, I'm going to give a uh, four out of ten, John. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's a. I was gonna give it a five out of ten, so it's mm. it's right there in that like right in the middle range. But again, keep in mind, everyone, this is the first half yes. of the first episode or whatever you want to yeah. call it, pilot of right. this uh, of this series. Yeah. So. Hopefully it's not representative of my feelings moving forward, but this yeah. one was definitely right there in the. I'm sort of glad I watched it. I'm also sort of like weirded out that I watched it right away. Uh, I don't know. I kind of just wish I'd seen the whole story. Right. Well, that's it for this week. What are we doing next week? Have we said? I don't know, update on this. I don't know. Well, this, that won't be the whole episode. That'll be about five minutes of it. All right. Well, we'll figure that out, but we'll be back next week. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. You can find us on... Why don't I always get that wrong? You can find us on Twitter at ChrisRight250. And JohnWright777. And at StayOnTargetPod. Please uh, subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play. And hopefully soon tune in. I'm going to uh, to get us up on there. Nice. Yep. And uh, leave us a review. Yeah. Leave and a, if you're listening for the first time, welcome. Welcome. If you're a Google player, mm-hmm. I think that's what you call people who listen to things on Google <laughs> sure. Play, right? Sure. They're, they're Google players? Yeah. Um, or maybe it's Google Players. Players? Players. Yeah, I like it. Anyway, so if you are a Google player, then uh, welcome. Welcome. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target.